the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode 23 of That's a Shame. I am, as ever on a Wednesday, Declan. Your Declan on not Wednesdays as well, of course. Uh, sometimes. I'm giving that impression. Sometimes, yeah, no, I, I do like to keep a level of consistency throughout the week. That's good. Good for the mental state. You. I am Isaac on all, Wednesday and all days. Exactly. And how are Lovely you, Isaac? to be back. Oh, you know, life, it's just one big helter-skelter of fun at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. You're uh, you're leaving us for, for a little while, aren't you? Uh, you've just uh, revealed. Well, yeah, in a way. I'm just going to Disneyland for three days. You, That's pretty good, actually, isn't it? You bastard. It does unfortunately mean that we're going to have to cancel a guest appearance that we'd both... Uh, not forgotten about no. so much as just failed to draw back into our kind of memory yeah. um, over the last few weeks. I don't remember really signing up for it. No, me neither. But it turns out that because I'm away, Declan <laughs> doesn't want to do it on his own. Cowardly, some of our listeners have said in the last few minutes. I've just got a tweet here from, uh, oh, I don't want to say the username, it says Declan should do that appearance. Isaac would if he were by himself, and then there's just a scowling emoji. So, wow. Well, uh, our listeners and indeed your attempts to shame me into doing this are as futile as they are <laughs> pathetic. Um, oh well, we tried exactly, but uh, but no. Congrats on your trip to Disney. Thank we you. We hope you have a good time. Of course you will. To Disneyland. Oh yes, and it shan't be interrupting our schedule. No, of, of course, course. Not. we're going to be no. pre-recording the fuck out of it. We're doing about thirty episodes in the next day. <laughs> it's going to be powerful. But I, I mean, I am personally a little bit offended that you know we've known each other for three and a half mm-hmm. years now, and this is mm-hmm. the second time you've been to Disneyland without me. In that time, how many more could there possibly be? Well, I'm going to be honest; it's lots. <laughs> um, oh, fantastic! But you know, we'll play it by ear one day. Let's not rule it out. So you're, you're, you're saying that even I, your, mm-hmm. your co-podcast host, someone that, you, host. someone that you once ran, maybe planned, I don't think there was much planning, but ran and drank your way through an entire Disney night oh, with. Yeah, true. I'm not worthy of, of your Look, I'm not saying you're not worthy. I'm just saying that when you're suddenly invited at a last minute to Disneyland... You can't go worrying about the baggage you're going to take in the form of other people. You just have to barrel on through straight into Mickey's giant castle. Straight into that land of happiness. But yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's not interrupting the schedule. That's the key point. So exactly. don't worry, no. anyone. And I won't come back all like French or just talking about Mickey Mouse all day. It'll be more of the same, which is <laughs> a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> but let's um, set up this episode because, of course, it's one of the few that we've... Uh, well, it's not one of the few that we've teased the content of. It's one of the few that we've teased and then followed through on yes, the promise of. Definitely. We're, we're not usually big on the follow through. No, we're, we're going to be going on to talk about uh, a very interesting time in our lives uh, when we were involved mm. in the wonderful ChristianChat.com scene. Um, it's uh, not exactly a subtle name. It is exactly no, how it it's, sounds. Uh, on the tin, isn't it? But I had, um, I had a little news story for you okay before we barreled into it this is a, a sharp change in remit for a show that has previously foregone any sense of current affairs exactly well i suppose it's, it's not news in the sense of public news okay it's more just a story cool that is new 
Um, Loose. <laughs> so uh, it turns out that um, one of the teachers at the school where I used to work um, mm. is an absolute Father Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> well, he at least uh, kind of wanted to be a Father Peter. Oh, that's even worse in um, some ways. I know. Aspiring um, to yeah, be exactly. a <laughs> An up-and-coming Father Peter. When I grow up. Yeah, he uh, he got sort of kicked out, as it were. <laughs> sent sent to the old sent to the old jail. I was going to say, do you think we should like contextualise that in case people don't know what it means to be a Father Peter? But it's so blatantly transparent <laughs> that it's some kind of like sex crime. Yeah. Well, Father Peter, you should probably explain Father Peter very quickly. He was a ex priest of my grandma's, who's now in prison for uh, molesting underage boys. The end. The perfect topic for any comedy podcast. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So uh, this teacher, he wasn't uh, quite as as guilty as that, it seems. But uh, but you know, w- w- he was getting close. Mm-hmm. Looked like perhaps readying himself, maybe, okay. which is a shame. He was putting in the groundwork. Yeah, building up the foundations. So mm-hmm. he uh, he got dragged away. But just before, well, I say just before, potentially just before, maybe maybe immediately after. Mm-hmm. Another member of staff bought his car off of him. Okay. Um, I say po- possibly immediately afterward because you would imagine that it was probably going cheap at yeah. that point. <laughs> it's like, covered in like blood or something. <laughs> no, it's not it's covered, covered in, in evidence. It's not covered in anything approaching evidence. Oh dear. But uh, but he probably doesn't have a whole lot of use for it in the in the, in the time being. No, you can't drive around prison, can you? No. They They're really, pretty strict about that. <laughs> they frown on that. <laughs> they really cut that back. Um, so he he bought this car anyway. This this member of staff is is leaving the school. He's going to another school um, in Manchester, I believe it is. And mm-hmm. uh, the tradition shout is, out to our <clears throat> Mancunian fans. What what? As is tradition at the school, there's you know for all the members of staff that are leaving, there are kind of goodbye and good luck cards on the staff mm-hmm. room desk that any everyone can go and sign. And my mum was telling me that. Uh, a member of staff who is previously thought to be not humorless, but by no stretch of the imagination, a comedian, right? Um, had written in uh, in an, in this other teacher's card. Um, Good luck up north. Will you be taking the nonce's car with you? <laughs> <laughs> what a question! Like what? It was just out of nowhere. That's like, great. This person, you know, lovely though they are, has always been somewhat of mm. uh, of a more tedious character. A dullard. Yeah, a more more not a dreary beige dull. plate of stale mustard. Lugubrious, I think, is probably sort of closer. Mm. That kind of Generous. slightly slightly boring, slightly grumpy. Um, but yeah, just out of nowhere. <laughs> it turns out they've just been workshopping this one line. <laughs> they've been waiting for, for the last this decade. Time. They were the one who uh, tipped off the police, I reckon, about... Or maybe <laughs> they write... Uh, maybe it's just circumstance, like fortunes have aligned, and they write that in every card they ever send <laughs> to, to a, a departing teacher. And it's previously just been met with confusion and some minor charges of harassment. <laughs> but today... <laughs> Was, today was his golden hour <laughs> when finally shone. Yeah, so uh, I thought that you, uh, I thought you might enjoy that. I, I mean, yeah, well, no, he, thank you he could only the loop, he could only say, "Well, yes." 
<laughs> I mean, I am. Certainly am. It's my last memory of him. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, Father well, Peter's as far as the eye can see. And it leads us quite nicely what, with the whole religious angle, doesn't exactly. it? Straight into... That was almost like you planned it, which I... I don't know. Did you? Be honest. Yep. I don't believe you, but we'll leave that where it lies. I have tasked myself with introducing the concept because like many aspects of I, not just friendship with you, but friendship with most people, I tend to uh, not remember too much of what goes on. <laughs> Maybe I sound like I'm nearing the end, but oh, it's no, more no, no. But a question of just, I'm very in the moment. We've spoken about this before though, haven't we? That it, yeah, like, exactly. Things that aren't directly related to your continued existence. <laughs> Uh, they like, fly immediately out of my skull. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. And they it's don't. not that they're not there. It's just that it takes some gentle cajoling to yeah. uh, resurface. It's kind of a streamlined process. Yeah. So Christian chat was really, for me, the second iteration of the same basic concept of a, you know, a Christian chat room. And it all came about uh, in a rather roundabout way during my time at sixth form. And have you heard of a website which is a treasure trove of shame, possibly more than than any other we've discussed thus far, <laughs> just on a purely numerical basis of how much shame lies within. And that website is allpoetry.com. Uh, uh, yes. You're familiar with it? I know of. Mm-hmm. So like the name suggests, it's a home to poetry and poets of all genre, um, quality more importantly experience and um for some reason i don't quite recall i became well not just me but like my then friendship group i've made it sound like i've since dispensed with them which is only partly true (laughs) we became quite obsessed with allpoetry.com and made an account right called ben gordon which is there to this day you can go and find it the profile pictures of a baby eating nutella good um it was, I believe, set up as an old man character. He was in his 70s. And he just wrote poems. Uh, initially, it was just like a, a one-off joke thing. But what kept us coming back to all poetry for the best part of a year, I think, overall, was the community aspect. Because you could write anything, any bullshit, and sometimes as many as like 20 people would get in touch with comments about their interpretation of the verse and their sense of like you as a writer. And this was just, it's something that I've always really enjoyed is like, I think the reason I bring it up is because it's the same uh, fundamental premise as why I enjoy christianchat.com. Right. Because you're inhabiting a character that draws out like genuine responses from people just around the world who are just living their lives and you get this snapshot into a kind of i don't know just an understanding of the world that is so very different so to illustrate this i'll read you one of the shorter poems or i'll, I'll read extracts from okay. it anyway yeah, yeah. it's called the mystery of the frog and the butcher i remember fuck all about why it was written but i recognize that a good part of it. It was often quite a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. But I recognise my hand in more of this than others. <laughs> a knife, clean and bright, whistling high and whistling right. A frog, empty as the day it was conceived. A black day, a good day? Question mark. 
Nay, this was the day of promises broken, of the unsaid spoken, of electrical token and closed doors opened. The knife, the frog, they met, but how? With swish and swash of glinting metal. Remember ye, remember this. And then this is very much, for me, the crux of the piece. And I think you'll... It's a lot like, um, I don't know, the beauty is truth and truth beauty, kind of that vibe. I am ready. The teeth of death, they move so quick, and frogs, they can but jump. <laughs> so that's very much the key line there. Obviously, the whole thing's bullshit, and I have no idea what it was Not even... Not a clue. It would probably pertain to some then joke that I've since forgotten. Right. But the response was just delightful, really. Dragon 2012, referring to the fact that Ben Gordon was an aged character, just said... It has some great qualities, old timer. Which is just <laughs> such a lovely phrase. <laughs> old timer. Yeah, it's lovely. It's oh, like we've beautiful. met him at like a dive bar off yep. some kind of long freeway. Ears to hear you, says bravo, fellow metaphor writer. Oh, I laughed my ass off, fuck off at your cleverness and wit. And then this three word expression is just, uh, if I didn't, no, like the preceding context of this person clearly being a bit of an idiot, but lovely, but an idiot, saying fellow metaphor writer. Yeah. Then this would just be the most patronising thing to say to anyone who's ever engaged in the written word. Way to write! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that stupid? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's um, such a shame. I'll just read you the two other comments because they're, right they're also great. I want to know. Poet don't know it, who's profile picture is some kind of it looks like an angel fucking a unicorn but uh, i doubt what it is okay i'm sure there's more there boing been penning for 73 years huh doesn't penning sound like a, a verb for some kind of illegal action yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've got the penner's car then have you well i can truly tell for you have a true talent I love the humour you intertwine throughout your poetic piece. You really sound like a hoot. And boy, would I like to swap some tales with you. Boing! All caps. Five exclamation marks. And from now on, it's all in caps. P.S. No warts were got as I read your poem. Poet don't know it. Writing it her own way. Seven dot ellipsis. I I want to end every single comment that I ever leave anywhere with all caps boing from now on <laughs> it does it has a great like it's like exion doesn't it yeah. like left. <laughs> you just Declan out boing, boing. <laughs> uh, and then the final comment from Ellis is oh one we should confusing we should probably say before then that it's uh, that's quite similar to um, a tweet that was left about a, a recent production of Romeo and Juliet that oh, we uh, yes, that we, that we shan't necessarily discuss in too much detail no. for fear of reprisal. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but someone left a, a tweet, sort of uh, in, uh, of a, a positive review of the show, mm. and the general crux of their message was all very positive, saying it was great. And then because the premise of the show was that it was Romeo and Juliet, but they're all footballers. Don't <laughs> don't ask. Um, they they just ended... think how much sense you think that would make, <laughs> and then sort of subtract about fifty percent. They they'd ended their tweet with all caps, followed by an exclamation mark. Goal! <laughs> <laughs> it was just the stupidest end. It was so lovely though. For the so next, we adopted that for yeah. the next month, everything we ever sent 
anything good or anything bad that happened. But yeah, preferably bad. Was just goal. <laughs> Declan's phone's been stolen again. Goal. goal! <laughs> uh, Ellis, and also the, there's a goal sticker on Facebook, which is like G O L. Oh what yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Ellis, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. This is a glad that I pronounced G O L for them. <laughs> it was. It was good of you, actually. Thank you. It's just one of the services we provide on the educational program. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Um, Ellis, I think her, or yeah, her profile picture is of a book of poetry that Ellis themselves are working on. Wow. And it has the that is um, impressive. inauspicious kind of, it's not pitching above its weight title of rhyming poetry with Ellis. Right. So it's like, it's okay. concentrating on one element of poetry. <laughs> yeah. And then, Maybe the the rest will come later. Um, I am the frog, and the frog is brackets burp, tiki cat cat emoji, world's greatest cat poet, which reminds me of dog blog, which we should mention. Oh yeah, get that beer out of my bathtub! Aren't you the sly one? Talk about an inspired metaphor, and then you'll like this masterful hops to mind, ribbit 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 xox Phyllis xox. So, as you can see, it's a whole world of baffling individuals, all of them lovely, um, all of them very supportive. And, like, ultimately, they're all just having a good time writing little poems, commenting on a combination of poems and nonsense about frogs that I've spewed out of the ether. Definitely. Uh, And it was this kind of basic concept that that has stuck with me ever since it's there's a certain delight i think in ingratiating yourself in a community that is so outside what you're used to oh yeah because prior to stumbling upon websites like all poetry or christian chat you just don't really it it would never cross your mind that there are so many people engaged in such a fringe activity for whom this is like a huge part of their life this is it like yeah, it's a, like a big part of their day. They would like log on, update, like they have friendship groups on there. So they'll be like checking out which of their hundreds of friends have written a new poem today and getting their comments in. Like they take it really seriously. And this led us on, although maybe we should talk about the dog blog first before we forget. Oh yeah. Well, I was tasked um, back when we were at university uh, with writing a review for one of the student newspapers of a play that was taking place. And it wasn't taking place through the Drama Society. It was like an independent production by some students. And it happened to have been written by someone that you sort of knew or you knew of. Well, I'd been in a play of hers with my good friend Greg. We did a a radio play. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sure I have a recording of it as well. So we can can do something with that one day. I mean, I'm excellent in it, let's be honest. Of course, of course. I really... Greg, though, Greg, Greg is actually amazing in it. I don't know why Greg wanted to do it, because I don't think he'd done any acting before or since, and you know Greg. I You've do. met him a few times. Yep. He's not the most kind of eminently outgoing person. No. He's, right, he's one of these people that you always want to sit next to at, like, dinner, because he's going to say the funniest thing. Oh, without doubt. Basically only to himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to listen out for it. And uh, But I convinced him to come and audition for this thing, and, and she gave us the part straight away we auditioned at like 11 o'clock at night as well which was odd good and um greg sort of multi-rolled a few characters one of 
who I've only just remembered was some kind of the ghost of a Scottish executioner. And if I can find the audio, I'll put it up somewhere because it was just the most incredible performance. So yeah, I knew this person uh, from previous work. And what what were your thoughts going in? Because I well, I I I didn't know. Um, I didn't know this person. I didn't know her. Uh-huh. All I knew was that the title of the show was, which was supposed to be some sort of pun on Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, not and did that not predispose you to enjoy? It made me think that I was going to hate what was coming, but at the same time, you know. As I did with all my reviews, because, I, I mean, let's be honest, I was dreading most of them that I ever did. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I went in with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Isaac, how long were we in the first act? Well, before that even, I'd just like to point oh, okay. out when... Because I had a slightly different experience. I had not been intending to go. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, and then I, I was like, this. called a, a, a sort of last-minute thing. And you know how it works when you're reviewing something. Because I, I used to do like music writing for the same paper. So I got into gigs for free. That was the only reason I did it. Quite often I didn't then write up anything about them out of a kind of fundamental uh, <laughs> opposition to work. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'd, I knew the score. Like it was outside of the drama society we were both part of where you get a discount on entry. And because you were reviewing it, I was like, yeah, I'll come along. Uh I want to say it was a fiver. For it was me a fiver. It was a fiver. I've never resented the exchange of currency more. <laughs> and I've had to pay for like a replacement passport in a, in a stitch. So it was from already on a bad note for me. Yeah. From um, the offset, which was not helped by the fact that we went into a room, which in hindsight, we probably should have seen earlier from the queue of maybe an audience of six, eight people. Yeah in a stage, a really big stage by mm. university standards and seating for maybe a hundred or something like that. Yeah. So and we were right by the tech as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not call it the tech. Oh, the, the laptop. That yeah. That's work. the one. Um, we were in the first act of this for an hour. Uh, oh, at, at least. Like, I at think least. you might be under. Really? Mark. I think it was longer. Yeah. Oh dear. So, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I think maybe the last act was shortest. Yeah. But, yeah, the first, certainly the second act. But, yeah, about an hour, an hour and 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. We came out for the first interval. <laughs> we just we just we, I'd forgotten there was more than one interval. We stormed out of the building and stood in the rain and just wept <laughs> with laughter. Because it Confusion. was as well it was the maddest worst thing that i'd ever seen it was for me the most singular theater going experience of my life oh and like it's a real shame in a way that we have brought it up because there are very few things about which i would say i could not do any justice to the description of what it was like to be there because the whole basis of a podcast is like us trying to describe things that are in our heads to yeah. people who are listening. There is no possible way I could convey the sheer bewilderment mixed with a kind of painful suppression <laughs> of every emotion you could experience <laughs> as a person on the basis that you're one of about six people in a room with some actors doing their best 
with one of the most baffling scripts and just confusing efforts I've ever seen. And also while the director and writer of the play was like maybe two feet behind us. So there were bits that were like, ob- like so mad that I couldn't process it. And like, it would be five minutes if, if I were by myself of just bewildered laughter, but holding that in for so long was just agony. It was like, it hurt. And we just, we had no, no idea what to do. Like I, no. I had to convince you. I think I had to beg you to stay. I think I wanted to go and just roll down a big hill because I, I, about life. I felt a, a sort of professional integrity that I should stay <laughs> for the end. Um, if only because I knew I was going to have to write the world's harshest review <laughs> yeah. of this play. And I, I couldn't justify doing that if I didn't stay to watch all of it. So we, we headed back inside and um, we were waiting to go back in for the second act. And one of the women who is waiting to go in also um, was like an older Scottish lady who it turned out... Who was, was clearly not a student. No. So that was why she stood out. Yeah. She turned out she was the mother of one of the people in the play. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a man comprised, as I recall, entirely of spheres. circles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, she was talking to someone in the queue about how her... <sighs> It's <laughs> okay. This this sounds like we were just high. It's like yeah, it a does sad, a bit. That's yeah. a sad thing. But she was just talking to someone else, and she was like, "Oh yes, my dog has a blog." And, and I think at the time we we is, were talking, yeah. But I think we both assumed in our own heads. I won't bring it up because no. I probably misheard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because I've lived on Earth now for some twenty <laughs> years and never have the concept of dog and blog been so hand in hand so i'll just put it down to an anomaly maybe my brain just broke briefly we left it we watched the end of this play again like it was just atrocious that there were there are a couple of members of the cast who did you know well with what they had yeah because what they had was dross (laughs) unforgivable it's it's worth mentioning though that this is an award-winning playwright then and since like has gone on to be pretty successful yeah. Direct and had productions on like professional productions. It's just that this play in particular was the was, worst uh, thing. There were bits that were, it was what was interesting to me. It's not like watching the room or something where you have a kind of one note experience. Of, oh no. Of what a, like the apex of bad film is like it, the problems and the badness came in every conceivable guise. Yeah. Ranging from just purely like, you could not write this in a sitcom better moments where one character is alone on stage for maybe it felt like about nine hours, but it was probably about 15, 10, 15 minutes sitting at a table, center stage, right at the front on a phone call and to, to play this phone call out rather than just writing dialogue that, you know, informed the audience as to what the other side of the phone call might be saying. Uh, Or, Or dare I say it, just have someone, read the lines from off stage. Yeah, which actually ended up happening a little bit. Yep. Uh they had created this cumbersome system of just playing sound files through iTunes one at a time in theory as the responses. So this had to be done live and it was being teched by the writer, director and now tech 
person. <laughs> and I think maybe three out of probably about a hundred of the responses came in at the right time. So the actress would be talking and then the mother character would just cut in in this abrasive Scottish accent. What was there was one line she kept saying. Oh, what was it? Spe- it was like space. I've got a space something. Oh. Do you remember? Yeah. Damn it. Oh, something. my God. The, yeah, I can remember it? the cadence of it, but not yeah, the content. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It was like, but it was, it was a line that made no sense. It was something like, there's a space cow. Or yeah, something I was thinking cow line. as well. It could be that. And it, that line came in at about maybe 30 seconds into the conversation with no context. Like they were talking about her yep. mental health. And suddenly she starts talking about a space cow, which actually I've got I've a space accidentally farm? made it so. Yes, I think a space farm. Yes. I've accidentally, by putting mental health with space farm, made it sound like it makes more sense than it did. Yeah. <laughs> it made no sense. It was about 8,000 times louder than any of the actors. And it just kept coming back. So she'd be like, anyway, mum, so I just don't know how things are working. I've got out a space you. farm! <laughs> Um, um, anyway, mum, it's just Heathcliff or whatever this character's called that's supposed to be a vague... Space farm! Uh, space farm! Alright, mum, no, I know about that, but you're not supposed to say that for another 20 minutes. It eventually <laughs> came ham-fistedly into the conversation in a way that still made little sense. So there were moments that were just... In, like, that is school assembly, like, you, you're sent out for giggling too much. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, I would have lost it with laughter, if not out of... Uh, and in hindsight, I'm really going to praise us for maintaining our composure. We because did. It, it would have been really mean to laugh. We did. And I think so we did well. really well not to. We did. Like, we <laughs> didn't laugh once. No. I mean, I I cried. I felt. I, I cried. I felt like I was laughing inside my lungs. My like my all of my viscera were yeah. just shaking. They were just vibrating. Yeah. From I felt like I had rib pain like I'd hurt muscles intercostal muscles I didn't know I had yep. by the end of this show there were, so there were moments like that but then there were moments like uh, tell us about the the famous washing scene one of the most harrowing things I've ever witnessed well so th- like the, the 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 main heroine gets locked in an attic by this man made of spheres <laughs> and he turns out to be an absolute I don't know, like Father Peter figure. <laughs> like Pretty he's much. Just, he, uh, it's a real theme. Yeah, in the show. And he kept like coming back into the attic and preying on her. But then there was this one scene where he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to wash you. And it, <laughs> That was about as much context it, as well. Like he's not no, underselling it. It lasted for 10 minutes mm-hmm. of no dialogue, of yeah, him no, nothing. undressing a woman who is disproportionately more attractive than him <laughs> by such a phenomenal extent that it instantly made it far creepier than it might have been <laughs> because you could tell that he was, he was waiting for this scene like every night, every rehearsal you could tell he couldn't wait. Cracking his knuckles and, and the poor practicing his wrist yeah, action. And the poor girl like just has to stand there while she's stripped down to her underwear and then violently washed cloth with a sponge <laughs> it was horrible. it was the most and there's a kind of um convention in student theater as well that or at least there was at york that you you just don't really need to to do that to students no. because they're not getting paid like you don't need to force someone to strip down to their underwear or like even if the scene calls for i don't know 
some naked character to walk in then it, it rarely yeah. happens because but, there are not many people there's a very small venn diagram union <laughs> of people who are willing to act for no money and are also willing to take their clothes off in front of an audience and i'm afraid no that <laughs> almost all of the people are perverts who fall into the <laughs> who middle. are ugly as sin yeah. thorpe park dwelling bastards. <laughs> um so but but even less than students being undressed for scenes mm. even less likely less frequent in fact i'd never seen it anywhere but this show was the fact that he stripped her down to her underwear oh, yeah. undressed her and this was at like the end of act one yeah she never put a no, thread of clothing back on for the remaining two hours of the show no, and it wasn't like there was a warm no, day. There was no reason at all for it to happen. No, oh, like she was, it oh, was I just, it was, I mean, 80% of the reason I stayed. But, <laughs> but maybe, maybe, maybe they knew that. Maybe they were like, yeah, maybe <laughs> they're onto you. This is it. It did lead to one of the most unfortunate moments in stage oh, history. Oh, God, yeah. In that, that she was wearing plain white underwear. And had a scene where she was sort of sat on the floor crying. Mm-hmm. And it turned out in hindsight to be the fact that um, there were lots of kind of like markings on the floor. Like, because it was I a think stage. Hadn't it been like the floor had been repainted or something? It, no, it was that they had like loads of stage markings left from uh, okay. where props and stuff were supposed to go for previous productions. Uh-huh. And one of them, sadly one that she happened to be sat on, was bright red. Well, no, you see, I my memory has it slightly more troublingly a an indiscernible mixture of dark brown and red. I mean, that well, created a kind of muddy bronze. Well, I think it was that the 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 floor itself was black, uh-huh. and the what she was sat on was red. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, I think we we can leave it to the audience to work out the problem that ensued. But for the when <laughs> those two things collided, but, but for the rest of the play. Yeah. The poor girl. Looked like she was suffering from like diverticulitis. It was at the very best. <laughs> yeah. It was so and it was just the the real sadness of it was that it was so unnecessary because yeah, well, she could no, just no have been clothes. I know it'd been like months had passed in the show. Oh yeah. I, it was, like, was like I, I think years she moved house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also want to just mention as well, as we've now delved fully into uh this show. Yep. The perhaps crowning moment for me which was <laughs> the finale we've omitted to mention well david bowie's off. heroes that's the one so there was another character were, were there only three characters overall was it three hander no uh, there was your friend as well she was in it briefly who uh, oh yeah, yeah i do remember yes i can't remember what who's going she was. who's going to be important in a minute as well um so there was a character who was only visible to the lead of the show, the aforementioned underwear wearing um, stalwart who <laughs> soldiered on through several hours of nonsense. And he was a kind of Piero, like a, an invisible clown figure. Mm-hmm. And I can't, uh, in describing him, I kind of want to give the audience a sense of what his role was, but couldn't really tell no. you. He seemed to exist mostly just to taunt or like give kind of loose advice or in his greatest moment of all um, involve himself in what was going to be on paper, <laughs> a, like a memorable f- 
feel-good moment for the ages. It's one of those water cooler scenes in theatre where people will be the next day like, God, I just can't get that it, final scene out of this was This was going to be, you know, the end of The Breakfast Club where he jumps up and punches the air and it freezes and you have that yeah. iconic final image to leave on and, you know, the music swells and you just think, wow, you know, I've seen something. Mm-hmm. That is what this wasn't. And to its credit, the seeds for this moment have been... <laughs> had been sown for quite some time. For the last three and a half hours. Yeah. And uh, what it was, um, it was kind of the empowering moment. So she's there in her underwear. She's post being washed furiously by a man comprised only of globes. I think she had a small, like a a wafer thin kind of uh, shawl on. And a couple of necklaces, yeah, so like some beaded Oh, yeah, she had weird, like, huge necklaces, didn't she? Mm. That didn't really mean anything. No. Because do you remember, like, when we kept leaving for each interval, we'd come back and the stage was different, <laughs> but only in a kind of spot the difference <laughs> way. Yeah. It had no bearing on the plot. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd just be sitting there like, they've just, why have they just moved that box, like, three feet to the right? It's just something to keep you occupied, <laughs> <laughs> distract you from the actual play. It's so weird. Um, but, yeah, so... At the apex of this, uh, the kind of suffering, she she realises, like, enough is enough. I need to take this into my own hands and starts to put in action uh, events that will see her out of this miserable state and for or the, with the help of the Piero. And also for the, like, I'm not even, again, I'm probably underestimating here, for the dozenth time in the show... David Bowie's Heroes started playing. Yeah. And so we got the really like low, the intro was like quite low in the mix. Mm-hmm. It was quite quiet, but brooding. Like there was an intensity there. Good sound system in the in the venue. I seem to remember that we'd also been allowed the privilege of, of kind of a preview of hearing it just come from the laptop at different times by well, accident. Well, also I just remember that we, we were sat right at the back of this yeah. sort of like small bleachers that they had set up in there. We are trying to hide, but there's none to hide behind. No, uh, but this also happened to be exactly where they'd placed the speakers for this. So so for us, it was just obnoxiously loud and coming from our feet. (laughs) It looked like we were doing a little protest. People kept looking around like, who are these cunts? Down with this sort of thing. (laughs) But yeah, so, so Heroes starts, right? The intro, that great guitar riff. And um, as it starts, in my memory, at least, the Piero is giving this, like, motivational, like, you've got to do it. You've got to just seize control. You can be the person you want to be. You can break out of this flimsy metaphor for Wuthering Heights. And uh, she is on board. She's like, it's a really empowering moment. She grabs all this colourful jewellery and puts it on, and they're, like, dancing around. It's There's joy on the stage. The most motion you'd ever seen as the music builds and builds. And she's standing on this bed right at the end of it. And she goes to assume a victory position, like arms outstretched. And as she does it's, it's so, like, Piero... It's like that, you know, the Columbia Pictures logo, that sort of like standing yes. there, bold, the sun Aloft. bursting behind you. Except they like didn't, a great pioneer. Except they didn't have a sun. So what they had instead... What they had instead, student theatre, they had a spotlight, a big fuck-off spotlight that you could move. And he picks it up and he goes around to the front. Deep below, all the lights fade to black. We hit the swell for the drop of the chorus... <laughs> And, oh. What's that? Just just pitch black, is it? <laughs> because the spotlight hasn't turned on. So there she is, assuming this pose that she'd been told was the uh, 
the final motion of the scene of that act. She had to of, stay of the in that entire pose. play. Oh, was that the very this last? This was minute? it. This was the finale. Oh so she had to adopt and hold that position of victory, knowing that the light wasn't working, knowing that no one could really see what was going on as the music just petered out and people were confused as to whether the, the player had just given up, <laughs> whether God himself had sucked out all the light just, from the universe. And decided <laughs> finally to intervene. He got three acts got, too late. God, God knew what we didn't, which was that there were acts, <laughs> acts four through seven still to come. And so, in his infinite wisdom, did he smite down the spotlight? Did the Dixon studio fall into darkness? Oh. And then it was just this amazing, like, uh, uncertainty where applause just comes like, like I don't know, like ripples from a really small stone. But as many, really small and erratic. As much of a ripple as you can have with seven people. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, is, is a small one. We barreled out of that theatre faster than I've ever moved. <laughs> we and went immediately. To the bar. Like, we walked about half an hour into town. No, 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 what we did, we went to V-Bar. No, no, this is, this is, this is important. Oh, we? we went to the campus bar. It was jazz night. I remember it was a Monday. Oh, yeah. Good night for theatre. And we went and we, we got some drinks. And there was no way to sit because it was always packed in for jazz night. And we sat slumped opposite one another on the floor oh, yeah. of a corridor. <laughs> silent. In silence. <laughs> then, then came the moment that changed everything. Mm. Isaac received a message from his friend oh, yeah. who had been in the play. Oh, God, I've forgotten said, about this. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> I, I think that you were there with the guy who's doing the review. Yeah. Uh, our director would like to know if, uh, if she could have his number. She just wanted to get in touch with him about something. Well, never has an attempt at begging been so... <laughs> Dismally veiled. Blatantly transparent. So we were, I was like, absolutely, like, send her my number. Send her the number. So, so you sent it through. Yeah. And uh, we were sat for a little while longer. Nothing came of it. We had a few more drinks and we, we just decided to, uh, to, we had to go to town. We had to just mm-hmm. go in and get abysmally drunk because we were, we were despondent. Like this had broken us, and yeah, I think well we couldn't talk. This is because like, this is how I such a weird experience. Well, this is it. This is how I I like think of it. I think of it as if we'd seen aliens, right? Mm-hmm. In that you know what you've seen, you know that this is so singularly exceptional, so different, so indescribable, and you know that it was real. Like you you were mm-hmm. there, you saw this. But you know that there's no way anything you ever say to anyone or to each other could ever justify it, could ever make them believe, could ever make them understand. Like we begged yeah. people to go and see this and nobody did. And no. thus we are the, some of the only dozen people ever to see this show in action. Because I don't think it's been put on again or ever will. No, hopefully not. So we are the it, so that was few it. survivors. And we were just, we, we had to just go out. I, I, I want it said that this is not exaggeration. I I was at the time in a what was a an eighteen month relationship, and it uh-huh. ended a week after this because that night I didn't go round to see her. <laughs> right, like I, I she she got a project back for for her degree, and she'd done really poorly on it, and she was like, "You need to come over," and I was like, "I'm not." <laughs> 
I can't. I simply. <laughs> there's no cannot, way to bring this to you. There's no way you'll ever understand. But I, oh, no. I cannot. So, th- like, that's how how sort like, of yeah, bad this take was. Take it seriously. I guess we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little with um, a boy who cried wolf situation, where given that our whole brand is cynically complaining about fairly banal things, I know people. It's one of those things that people will just be like even about plays that are absolutely fine or even about anything that's fine be like oh my god it was the worst thing ever i had to sit through like or hour and a half and you'd be like no it's not it's d- like no, that it's, it's nothing not. stop it stop comparing it so we were walking to town and i got maybe the best text that i've ever received in my whole life mm-hmm. which was from the director writer techie and it said uh, hi declan um uh, I hear that you're uh, you're writing the review for for Noose. Um, sorry that uh, a, a couple of things went wrong uh, tonight. Had a had a real uh, cock up with the old tech. Um, anyway, um, I'd be happy to offer you two free tickets to come and see it tomorrow if you like. <laughs> well, I collapsed oh, in the street yeah, with laughter. I, Down the I couldn't. I couldn't breathe for the idea that the one the one consolation prize that she could offer me for having sat through three and a half hours of drivel was a chance to see it again. Come back to hell. Isaac then started screaming about the fact that he'd had to pay a fiver to see it. At least I got him for free. Twice. Oh, You're going to get him for free I know. twice. So I was Fuck like, that. I, I texted back and I was like, look, uh, um, thanks... Thanks. It's not Thanks you, for the offer. it's me. Thanks for the offer, but I, I don't feel as though the tech issues necessarily overshadowed anything <laughs> that, <laughs> that I wouldn't otherwise have been able to uh, to interpret anyway. So uh, uh, thanks very much. Feel free to like hand them out, the free tickets to, to anyone else. Like, uh-huh. uh, But yeah, uh, I, I think that I'm, I'm all set with what I've got. I think your review started because it went through a few stages where you you first sent me the review while i was at a party yes i don't know why you went there uh for me to go through and i hadn't been invited oh well there you go (laughs) and i read through it and um i mean listeners will probably have the impression that i'm quite horrible and uh i I don't know maybe i am but even to me i was like this we can't you can't (laughs) publish this it's going to destroy people emotionally but i do remember that your review started with something like student writing is very hit or miss yeah (laughs) and sadly this was quite a miss yeah well the interesting thing about it was that i initially gave it no stars and then you were at this party and you read it out to people there who knew the girl who'd written the show yes and they were like absolutely not like about three of them rang me and were like you cannot send this in like they were like this will end lives yeah uh <clears throat> yeah no the the opening line was student writing is very hit or miss and sadly the latest piece from the lovely writer uh was quite a miss <laughs> <laughs> we should try and find the original uh zero star review and get it out yeah somewhere. i'll see if i don't know if i can find it anywhere but it'll I, be in our message history yeah probably so uh oh, dear. i uh i changed i took out a few of the the harsher lines and I did you give it one and or I two gave stars? It, and I gave it one star. And when they when the paper published it, they'd given it two stars. Oh, really? They like refused to give anything wow. one star. But because again, it's like they couldn't believe that it was no, a fair. No, 
But then what was, in- I'm here to say it was. what was interesting was that the, ne- the day after it was published, I received a text from someone from our course who mm. is friends with the writer <clears throat> saying, uh, look, you said to her that you weren't going to write the review. I was supposed to be writing the okay. review for, for this. And I was like, I literally never said any such thing. She was like, yes, she texted you and you said you weren't going to come and see it again. So someone else should write the review. I said, no, <laughs> I said, I wasn't going to come and see it again. Of course <laughs> I wasn't going to go and see it again. It was oh, dreadful. Dear. Like, I, but I never, ever said that I wasn't going to, to write the review. So I don't know no. what, what you're on Relish about. Relish the task. So, and she, she persisted and I just screenshotted the entirety of all of my communications that I've ever had with this person <laughs> to, to this day is still the same, which was her text to me, my reply, her reply. And I went, this is the whole of, of our interaction. That's it. That's it. Nowhere in there does it say that you're writing the review. So no, I'm not going to call them and, and retract it. Oh, dear. But that's the sort of, that's the extent to which criticism is just not okay for university yeah. theatre. Like they just d- won't accept it. Yeah, I don't know what my thoughts are on that. I think they should just... I think it's kind of disingenuous to pretend that you do. Yeah. I think they should just give up on reviewing stuff. Yeah. Like, you should just not review student performance because you can't say anything mean about it, even if it's accurate. Like, no one needs to be actively horrible, but if it can't take criticism, it's just kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, Just one thing that I forgot to mention as well was that the Scottish woman whose dog has a blog... Uh, well, two things. Oh, yeah. First, we we discovered that. Yeah, blog, we did. We'll, we'll maybe link to it if we, depending on how easy it is to link it to what we're talking about. <laughs> and the other thing was that she, while she was the mother of the the Globe oh, yeah. person, she only the only criticism that she had of the show was him. She said his accent was inauthentic. <laughs> she was like really horrible about this man's Scottish accent. It's like okay. No, the rest was fine, though. You didn't mind that. Oh, no, the washing scene was great. <laughs> A real triumph. Loved the rapey overtones. <laughs> it was dreadful. Oh. The dog actually hated it. He gave it zero stars. <laughs> All of this is but to say... that We'll have to discuss Christian chat further in a part two, I think. Yeah, oh, definitely. That, well, there's yeah. no way that we could get through all of what I have to say about it and all of what you no. have to say about it. Because we haven't even led into... I'll close with a quick setup for where I was going by starting with yes, All yes, Poetry. Yes, 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 go on. So, after All Poetry became tiresome and we stopped wanting to put that much effort in, we looked through one of the profiles of one of the people who'd commented, whose name was something like... And I've had a look for it, but I can't find it. It was... Basically, Jesus is the number one poet, or words to that effect. Right. Um, I mean, let's leave that there. Can't can't really criticise that claim. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and it turned out that most of their poems were thinly veiled advertisements for a website ingeniously called Chris Talk. Ooh. Chris Talk. Christ Talk. So whilst I appreciate that it's quite a clever little illusion no. of Christ and talk. No. It has the unfortunate effect of making either Chris talking or Christ orking, yep. <laughs> neither of which seem like particularly <laughs> promising prospects. And Chris talk was uh, a kind of Christian chat 1.0. It was ahead of its time. It's since been decimated and shut down by authorities. I could not speculate about, but it's, it's vanished from the internet. And it was, it was a, a curious place full of, 
poets, indeed. Uh, there were lots of spaces for us to write more poems, but with a, a particularly religious bent now. But it was also a place of community. And it was that community that kept us coming back for more. I think uh, having spoken, like these are people that I've known now for six or seven years, and even the ones that I haven't seen for like three, it still comes up as a place that they would go on individually, like after the time that we'd all been doing it together. They're like, yeah, I was on it until like a few years ago when it shut down. You're like, yeah, you as well. So it comes up as this place that we started. We really learned something because we came there, I guess, to kind of uh, mock and deride and with poor intentions. But we left, we were transformed by the power of that that group of people and their madness into basically some of the key players in the Chris Talk scene. It was only natural then that after it shut down, an evolution, a an exodus, if you will, had to take place. And it was to ChristianChat.com. Now which we should talk about next week. We will. However, I I I was talking to you before the show. I have a replacement yeah. phone. Yes. For hooked. However, uh, oh, no. I've been unable to reach Order of the Fox Tooth. Oh no. <laughs> uh, thus far. So that's going to be have to be my uh, challenge for the rest of the day. Yes. So uh, in lieu of that, I have again found us some poetry. Okay, and we've got a shame mail. Which should we do first? Oh yeah, uh, let's do shame mail first. Yeah, it's just a quick one. It's from a Mrs. A. Delane. I wonder who that could be. I feel it's my mother. Hello, Declan and Isaac. That's the one. Hello, Declan and Isaac. I was listening to episode twenty-one yesterday and was getting very concerned that you were going to wrap up the debating topic without mentioning Robert's head shaking. I was very relieved as it became obvious that you were leading up to it. That combined with the thank you guys made me chuckle. Did I do justice? That, that is delivery? no. You've done that well. Thank you. I do. It's stuck with me as a kind of, um, <laughs> you know, that bird from the old Cocoa Pops adverts. Oh, that always used yeah. Cocoa. Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> Cocoa monkey. He used to go, Cocoa monkey. Like that. And it's one of those annoying sounds that's just <laughs> embedded in my consciousness. It's now been joined by, no, thank you guys. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad to have I given did, you more sleepless yeah, no, nights. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I did pass on your invite to appear on the show, but alas, Declan was correct. He will not be coming on. This is, of course, the genius history teacher slash master chemist who has uh, declined. <laughs> I said to him that I doubted he would be interested. I mean, that could be where you went wrong. You don't want to leave if I doubt you'll be interested, but trust me, it doesn't work. And he just shook his head and muttered, yes, quite. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. It is a real shame, as I think he would be so good on radio. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Generous. Anyway. <laughs> So that's our shame mail for this week. You can send your thoughts as ever to TAS, TAS at shame.city. Yes, thanks for carrying uh, thoughts, the... Thoughts, uh, feedback, questions. Thanks for carrying the torch there, Mum. Um, yeah. Always doing your best to to help me in my endeavours. Yeah, even if you, we couldn't convince Robert, whatever his name was, to come on. No. But yeah, One let's day. bring us out with some, uh, some poetry. Well, have I got a selection for you? Is that the name of the, the yeah. volume? <laughs> I've got three things here. Uh-huh. Um, one troublesome. Yep, good. One mental. Yep. Uh, and one not a poem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've misled us. <clears throat> so we'll start with troublesome, because I'd like to end on a higher note. This is uh-huh. from the Australian user Stabo. <laughs> Stabo? Stabo. Oh, dear. 
S- that sounds like Australian slang for going on a mad knife rampage. S T A double B O. User banned. Yeah, well, for the knife rampage. Yep. <clears throat> Interestingly, uh, Butterfly712 likes this. Ah. And uh, has left a comment Stabo, what a great poem. I really like that one. Oh. Well, I can only be worried about both. Because <laughs> the poem is called God Just Won't Look. Okay. I, I'm curious as to where it's going because it's an intriguing title that seems to kind of eschew some of the standard ideas about what God will and won't do. I think um, I think the first line will clue you in. You are my taboo, my one and only pill. You are just that good. God just won't look at the filth I've become. God just won't look at the twisted mess oh. I've become. But even though I'm still this way, oh. I'm not afraid of you. Because I don't make any excuse. Because I want to be better for the reason itself. That is the right. end of the poem. <laughs> that is it. That's it. <laughs> Stabbo. Did he write that in feces on the wall of a, I mean, a massacre? What, what, what That's terrifying. Taboo? I think it should be uh, incumbent upon the owners of this forum to add... Next to like upvote, downvote, reply, yeah, uh, a report to the authorities button. That is a yeah, direct line to, to Batman or something. Straight to Operation so Use Tree. them out. If anyone called Stabo ever entered my life <laughs> in a meaningful way, I'm checking out. Uh, we'll move on from Stabo because I don't want to dwell on that for too long. Yeah, um, please. Jonathan One, junior member, uh, sorry, posted something titled Just a Bible Story. Okay. Casual. When I open it up, there was no poem. Said, "Can anybody tell me some good story about the Bible?" <laughs> and oh, it's quite conceptual. User Magenta, senior member, Rep Power three oh seven. Oh wow! Has responded in kind. Get the fuck off the poetry forum. Okay. No. Are you ready? I mean, he uh, he has sent three paragraphs of answer, followed oh, by. A table. I mean, I'm just going. I'm going to send you a link to this so you can put it on the site because th- there is an absolute wave of information in this post. But I liked his first paragraph. <clears throat> Hello, Jonathan. How are you this evening? Well, actually, it's almost midnight here. Anyways, have you read Genesis recently? It has quite a few stories in it. All of them quite fascinating. I love the story line starting with. Abraham and his descendants being the tribes of Israel and Judah from the loins of Jacob, Abraham's grandson. Jacob was Joseph's father and his brothers were exceedingly jealous of him because Jacob favoured him over his other older sons since Joseph was the child of Rachel who had been barren until she had Joseph. That's all one sentence. Right. His brothers conspired to kill Joseph, but instead they sold him to a caravan heading to Egypt. Oh, yeah. I've made that mistake. Where, where Joseph eventually was raised to be the second most powerful person in all the land and saved Egypt and the surrounding countries from famine. It was due to the success of the Israelites in Egypt that they were eventually enslaved for more than 400 years. <laughs> <laughs> Great! And, and then Moses enters the scene to demand of Pharaoh on behalf of God, to, quote, let my people go. Oh, no. <laughs> Imagine this sentence, due to the success that they were enslaved for more than 400 what years. What did he mean by that? They were so good, they just had to be stopped. 
Yeah. Yep. Each, well, that was nonsense. Yep. So, uh, but the, he's got he's got more to come. So I suggest That's that shame. everyone go to uh, to Shame.City to check it out. Yeah. Then we come to what might be the best poem ever written. Ooh. And I, I and I mean that. And I there's a point in this poem where I know that you're going to fall apart. Okay. Because you you will know from the second that I read the title what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> the title is the title is The ABCs of Christianity. No. Yes. Yeah. Oh, please, yes. please, yes. God. It is. If G is, is God. No. Wait, wait for okay, it. No, no, it's wait, better I'll than wait, that. It's better than that. Here we go. Oh, dear. Amazingly beautiful calmness doing everyone fellowship. God <laughs> helping innocent Jesus. Kindness meaning nature opposing people's quick rage. Smiling, teaching, unworthy Visiting with X-ray yearning <laughs> zealness. <laughs> Why have they done this? No, that's not allowed. There's, there is definitely a character in the Bible beginning with X. Surely, Xanthi isn't that a biblical name? Oh, fucking idiot person! Could you just read me that last bit again? Because I laughed over the final. Well, it doesn't make any more sense. Kindness meaning nature opposing people's quick rage, smiling, right. teaching, unworthy, visiting with X-ray yearning zealness. Zealness as yep, well. No. <laughs> oh my god, that is a shame. Farouk Farouk likes this. Oh well, he oughtn't. Let me just tell you that for nothing. So look, more of this uh, on our next episode, which, of course, when it releases... Uh, oh, no, I won't be there yet. I'll still be in the UK. Yeah. So don't get too excited, guys. Not that it affects any of you anyway, but yeah. I'll probably put up some nice pictures or something that you yeah. can have a look at. And I, I can only imagine, because I haven't been to Disneyland since I was like six, I can only imagine that France's attempt at pretending to be happy 24-7 is, is at best transparent and i'm half french so i'm i'm well versed in you're allowed to say that yeah exactly and also it's just the case based on all all my family someone came over Um, a cousin of mine was here recently mm -hmm. and uh she was on the phone to someone um and whilst on the phone to them said yeah it was shit they made us watch the hunchback of notre dame maybe the most boring film ever made what and I, Who is this? I just left. Traitor. I, just, I didn't. I didn't talk to her anymore. Apparently, mum tells me that um, after after I left, she uh, she said that this extends to all Disney films. Oh right, so she's just an idiot. Yeah. Then. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought she was just um, had a wrong opinion, but she's, no, she's clearly got, she's got a wrong got ideology. A wrong <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a shame. I know. And uh, this has been that's a shame. Episode twenty three. We didn't quite get around to our. Our topic, but we didn't know at the time that we'd uh, take oh quite God. the turn we did. No. And I'm glad we've got that story off our chests. Yeah, I'm glad it's out there. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> we need more people. If you've got any experience, because I have a feeling this is a universal thing that people don't talk about too much, because there are a few things in my life that are like this, but none more so than than the uh, that play experience. If you've been involved in some some event, some uh, 
art, some kind of act of God that has been so singular to you that you've never really been able to tell anyone about it. Try telling us about it because we'll do our best to understand and oh, yeah. relay your story Absolutely. on air. No, we, TS at shame.city. We're all about that kind of solidarity. Yeah, we love it. Um, give us some more plugs, why don't you? Well, we, uh, we are very close to reaching a thousand followers yes. on Twitter. That is devastatingly exciting and, if, and also a bit of an insult because we our podcast account now going for 23 episodes has exceeded my own Twitter going for about <laughs> seven years. But that's fine, whatever. Oh, well, don't worry. It's already three times mine, so. Okay, um, that's right. So yeah, if you would like to be in with a chance of being our thousandth follower, if you haven't yeah, maybe already. We're, we're, we will do something for our thousandth Absolutely. follower. However, the caveat is this. Uh, it's going to have to be like, after a week, we'll look at who the thousandth follower was. Yeah. We'll look at who it was, and then if they're still following after a week, then we'll keep yeah, it. So I'm not having exactly. any of this unfollow oh, bullshit. No. Yeah. With, Fuck that. We're the only people who can do that. Yeah. That's ours. But yeah, at That's a Shame cast. Definitely. I don't know what you'll get, but it will be delicious. If you'd like to boost either of our individual egos, then mm. uh, you can follow Isaac. Name at Isaac BD or myself at Cynical Declan. True. As we've said, you can email us tass at shame.city. For our shame mail segment, which is like a regular thing now. Definitely. So we'll keep doing it as long as you keep being in touch. And next week, I think mm. I'm going to go ahead and say for us next Friday. Yeah. If you're on the mailing list. Ooh, that's when it's shipping. That's when it's shipping. Bonus you episode will, will be get, winging its way. You will get a bonus episode, a link to a bonus episode, I think. It's going to be like an after dark, like that's a shame at midnight version where we're just like our true selves. <laughs> this is all an act. I'm actually Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you'd, uh, if you like that. And uh, of course, like once we have more people on the mailing list, it will, uh, it will become a more regularly yeah. interacted with body of people. It's going to be great fun all around shame.city slash mail for that yes uh of course shame.city is your hub for all things shame you have your show notes which is usually just like a picture and a link to some stuff we've talked about declan's debating will be on there one day yes yes i've got uh, the DVD here i've started writing an article about true crime so i'll oh, be there fantastic. in the next two or three years yep. uh but yeah this has been a blast i'm glad we got all of this out into the open it feels I feel a real weight lifted off my chest. I feel a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Episode 23, who knew? What fun. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks for coming. See you then, guys. Look for the bare necessities The simple bare Necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be found. Bees are buzzing in the tree to make 
some honey just for me The bare necessities of life will come to you The necessities of life will come to you. The necessities. 